welcome to this episode of bookish with amos and today we have with us susan howarth she has provided counseling coaching and training to individuals families and executives for over four decades susan's book a change will do you good proven strategies for creating the life you want was published in january 2022 Come on, people, let us welcome Susan Howarth. Hello, Susan. Hi. <laughs> I'm super, super excited to have you here. And without further ado, we are just going to dive right into it. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for inviting me on, Amos. I'm, I'm really thrilled to be here with you all. Um, I am a counselor and a coach, and I work with people on helping them through their life changes, whatever that may be. Um, I work with a number of step parents in helping them navigate that role. I work with people who are transitioning to new jobs and to new lifestyles and to changes just to, so that they can feel more comfortable in their own skin. Um, and I've been, do, I've been a, a counselor for most of my life. <laughs> I uh, was a mental health counselor initially and now I'm on my own doing counseling and coaching. Okay. When I read your bio, I saw that you've been counseling for over four decades and that's a lot. It is. The natural interpretation of that would be you've had clients who were experiencing a change in their life, a change that was about to turn their lives upside down, and that was why they needed your help. Yes? Yes, that is true. Now, I uh, started my counseling career working with adolescents and their families. I did family counseling. Um, and so over the years, I've worked with different kinds of clients. Uh, I worked uh, as an executive coach in corporations. But you know, Emma, I'm sure you know this, you know, people struggle no matter what age they are and what position they're in. There are a lot of common struggles. I'm hoping that after a few years of interviewing authors from all over the world, I'll be able to pin down certain characteristic traits that makes for a successful author. What would be your definition of success as a person and as an author? Mm, that is a great question. Yeah, it's so rich. I would say one of my characteristics and uh, is being persistent and I don't give up easily. I, and I think that is a common characteristic of people who are successful however you define that word it's kind of a loaded word but being persistent and being able to pivot when needed meaning that you know you can be persistent and going down the wrong road and meet obstacles roadblocks all of those metaphors um, and you need to change course you need to change direction and the people that i work with um, the most successful people are the ones who are able to make those changes, who are willing to make those pivots. I think, Amos, if the pandemic taught us anything, it taught us how to be flexible 
in the way we approach life, in the way we do our work, the way we do our relationships. That has been really critical. And the people who were able to survive with their sanity were the ones who were able to pivot. I know people, for example, who um, started lifting weights with soup cans because they weren't able to get to their gym and they didn't have any weights in their home. I mean, that's just a minor example, but I think, I think we can all relate to what did we do differently in the past few years that helped us survive and thrive. So talking about change, I checked the name of your organization and it is Cambios Coaching. And Cambios is said to mean change in Spanish. That's and right. then your book is titled A Change Will Do You Good. So what is it about change that you're trying to communicate to the world? You know, it's uh, another great question. Change is happens to us whether we're ready or not. You know, and we want change. We say, oh, I, I really want to change my job. I want to change my relationship. I want to change my attitudes. We say we want change, but we want it on our own terms. And that doesn't always happen. So uh, the change, any change that happens to us, there are upsides and downsides. There are good parts to it and parts that we didn't anticipate. So we want positive changes, but we, we recoil from those we perceive as negative. And a, a great example of that is aging. You know, um, aging is a change that's going to happen to us, whether we want it or not. True. And if we can accept that, and if we can modify our behaviors and our attitudes as we get older, we will be we will be a lot happier, and uh, we will thrive. Um, so, so yeah, we change will happen to us whether we want it or not, and we need to be able to adapt to it, and and then we need to be proactive too about the changes. And that's I work with people where they can be proactive, how they can change, modify their attitudes and their beliefs to feel better about themselves. Thank you very much. It's amazing how the last episode was the book, Who Moved My Cheese? I don't know if you've read it, but I, it's... And I, I also listened to your podcast too. Oh, great. So it's basically about change. And there was a part of that book where he said, maybe we should move our own cheese and not wait for other people or circumstances to, to happen before we move. And so I like that point where he said, we should be able to adapt to change and to be proactive. And back to your book, you explored some areas of change that has to do with the mind, or habit, or work life, and relationships. Can you expound on any of these key areas? Yeah, the first part of my book deals with attitudes and beliefs, and uh, that's that's the core. Uh, that's where we all have to start. That with that awareness of what we're saying to ourselves about ourselves because uh, our attitudes and our beliefs can be very limiting and it can be limiting to for us in many ways but uh, for example i have a chapter called um, feeling good enough you know uh, 
there's a, a phenomenon called the imposter phenomenon, which probably a lot of your listeners are familiar with. And yeah, uh, yeah and you know, we're all, um, there's a little imposter in us all that kind of crops up when we least expect it in that often it's triggered when we're feeling successful or when we've just gotten a new job or a new promotion or a new relationship um, or a new role and then that this little imposter comes up and says no you know they're going to find out you don't know what you're doing they're going to find out that you're a fraud they're going to find out that you're not who you promote and our job is to tame that imposter we don't maybe it'll always come up but our job is then to say no i am good enough i can do this i have massive value i have a lot to share and i'm i am good enough i am not perfect but i am good enough and that's another chapter in my book is the perfection is embracing your imperfect self so accepting imperfection and knowing that you will always have areas that you need to improve on you need to grow but that you don't have to be perfect and you will never be perfect and so that that's another blockage is believing that we can't do something until we get it a hundred percent right and that's never going to happen. So yeah, it's the awareness of what we're saying, our cognitions that uh, keep us from being the person we want to be and creating the life we want. And then the other part of the book deals with our behaviors. My book is for anybody at any stage in their life. And Amos, it was based on my clients. My clients informed of the book. They came to me and told me what their struggles were and their challenges were. And I tried to address them in my book. It was it was a big undertaking, but I hope it's helpful for people. How many years to write it? Oh, well, that's a story in itself. Yes. So I started the book in 2019. And I'm going to tell the story because I think it might help people in their own projects. So I started in 2019. I took myself to a writing retreat and I secluded myself and said, I'm going to start writing and I'm going to start with a detailed uh, outline. And for a week, that's what I did. All That's all that I did, except for meals and sleeping. And I came back and I realized this is not going to work. And I scrapped everything and started over again. And the reason I'm telling you that is because sometimes it would have been tempting to scrap everything and then give up. But I didn't. Mm. Uh, So I scrapped it. I realized it was not going to work. And I started over. And the critical part to getting my book done is I found an accountability partner. Uh, There was a woman in my neighborhood who was also writing a book and she had been at it for much longer than I had, five years at that point. And we talked and we said, we can help each other. And so we started meeting once a week and 
we would meet and we would set our goals for the day and we would write and this was in person we met and we would get each had our laptops and we would write for four or five hours and then talk about what we'd done and then a few months later it was going well but we said we should do this twice a week and so we started doing it twice a week and in march of 2020 we all know what happened we were in lockdown here in california in the u.s and we said what a great opportunity this is we can do this full time so i put all my clients on hold all my networking on hold and my accountability partner and i worked full-time until we finished our books, which was June of 2021. Wow. So we met every day online and we got the job done. And we both say, and I feel like she helped me more than I helped her, but she doesn't agree. But I couldn't have finished the book without that. I So I encourage everybody to find accountability partners. And you don't have to do whatever you wanna do full time, but to be accountable to someone else and to be inspired by someone else, it really helps. That's very key, accountability. Do you have a goal you're trying to achieve? Are you a book author trying to complete your book? Or someone who is just getting started with books and you've been trying to complete one book and it's been an impossible uphill task. Well, find yourself an accountability partner, someone whom you respect and can listen to, someone that would help you keep your commitment, someone who can keep track of your progress, someone with whom you can share your weaknesses and work together to overcome them and then celebrate. All right, so get yourself an accountability partner if you do not have one. Their job is to hold you accountable. As a counselor, what advice would you give to young people who are just starting out in life and achieving some level of success and experience very strongly this thing called the impostor syndrome? You know, um, I would suggest that they start paying attention to their inner voice and start monitoring how many times they say negative things about themselves and specifically what are those negative conversations they're having with them, their imposter. Um, the awareness is really important. And then I would say the next thing is to counter that voice with a positive affirmation or a positive uh, conversation, self-talk. What can you counter that imposter with? And then the next thing would be to act as if, to act as if you feel 100% confident or 99% confident and don't let the negative self-talk stand in your way you know sometimes we that we act the the behavior 
precedes the attitude. So attitudes can take a long time to shift, but sometimes when we act in, in one way, we start feeling in that way. Um, so yeah, I, I would say awareness though is, is the key. And then uh, the behavior is the second, is the next steps that you have to do. Thank you so very much for that. I'm sure someone will find that useful. You discussed some strategies. The final part of the title of your book tells us proven strategies for creating the life you want. Can you share just one of those strategies? Yeah, my book, I just want to say my book is based on social science research. And in terms of the imposter syndrome, I think it's uh, the behavior, as I mentioned, is taking some risks and doing something that even though you feel uncomfortable doing and it doesn't have to be a really big thing but it can be a very small behavior that gets you out of your comfort zone whatever that is and for example i was uh, talking with someone who uh, defines herself as a very shy person and so we were talking about, she was particularly interested in meeting new friends. And so I was talking to her about how she could um, approach someone in a lower risk scenario. For example, if you're trying to meet somebody, you don't want to go up to somebody who's in a group of people, but you want to find somebody who's alone. No. Who's by themselves and then you can go up and introduce yourself and ask them a question that is the lowest risk thing for someone who's feeling very shy to do is to ask someone who is alone a question like i see you're reading this book are you enjoying it whatever i see you're wearing uh, a something that I really admire. I love that dress. I love that suit. Can you tell me something about it? Or where did you get it? Or, um, you know, whatever it is, but a very low risk situation, put yourself out of your comfort zone. And that is an important strategy for whatever it is you're trying to achieve. I think I like this particular strategy you shared. It's like something that I can apply and other people who listen can also apply in their lives. You're afraid of speaking, just start small. And then from there, you can take the next big. Exactly. Yeah, that is great. And I think you you hit on something is that fear of, of public speaking for sure, that, you know, you can start very, very small and work your way up and take baby steps, as I call them. Thank you for coming on Bookish with Amos. Thank you. It, this has been a pleasure, Amos. I have had such a good time talking to you. Of course. I would like to ask you a personal question, though. Is that okay? Of course. I, those are my okay. favorites. <laughs> <laughs> so change can be minor, and then there are some very major changes that would happen, and it will feel like your old world is coming apart. Has there been any of such change that actually set you up on this whole part of change, cambios, coaching, counseling? Yeah. More like a major change that happened in your life oh. than set off, yeah. Yes, yes. 
So I have been through a lot of changes in my life. I've moved quite a bit, all in the United States, from coast to coast. I've had to make new friends, which has made me uh, more outgoing, really, because I just had to. Um, but I think, in answer to your question, the biggest change was getting a divorce, becoming a step-parent. And the reason the divorce, you know, nobody sets out uh, when they enter a marriage or a partnership thinking that they're going to be divorced. Nobody does that. You know, it's always, this is going to be forever. So it kind of rocks your foundation when it's not forever. And then becoming a step-parent is, I, it was so hard. It was so challenging for me. And I felt so unsupported. Um, and there's so much shame that goes with not being good at being a step-parent. Uh, that change uh, is why I work with step-parents um, so much, because I'm on a mission to help people feel better about themselves and mm -hmm. to overcome those obstacles. And shame is a big part of it, yeah. So that was a wonderful question. Thank you. Thank you too. I like the fact that you turned something that was a major challenge for you into a helpline for other people who might be going through the same, so they don't have to go through the same pain, through the same challenges when you know the answers. And that's really great. Oh, thank you. And, and I wish everybody just lots of love and lots of peace as they're going through their own challenges and struggles. Yeah. Thank you very much, Susan. It was a pleasure talking to you. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. So we say goodbye now. Goodbye. Thank you so much. I hope to um, stay connected to you. No problem. This episode is tagged. A change would do you good. It is like a flow from our last episode where we discussed the book, Who Moved My Cheese? And I want to thank you, Susan, for reiterating that point on being able to adapt to change and being proactive. Thank you so much, Susan, for joining us today. If you're out there listening, you can find Susan on the website at Cambios Coaching. And guess what? You can even get a free 20-minute session with our Cambios coaching people. And we have come to the end of this episode. I hope you found it enlightening. I encourage you to grab a copy of Susan's book, A Change Would Do You Good. Yes, a change would definitely do you good. Thank you so much for listening and do not forget to subscribe to this podcast. You can find me on Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcast. And if there is a book you'd love for me to review, you can send me a message via email at bookishamos at gmail.com. On our next episode, we are going to be having another guest. His name is Jeremiah and he is the author of the book, Village Man. That was one, how do I describe it? Yes, that's exactly how it is. You know, that kind of feeling that a book gives you. That was the feeling. But until then, be good, stay safe. Yes, truly. Really.
Amos.